0: All right, now you're listening to the Real Texas Radio Podcast. I'm your host, Bronin, just a fed up taxpayer, bringing you all of your Texas local and national news. Welcome to the Real Texas Radio Podcast. I am Bronan, your host. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. Or if you are joining the program for the first time, 1,000 welcomes. Please make sure from wherever you are listening, like, subscribe, follow. You can also catch me on Twitter for my witty tweets and remarks, RTR underscore Bronin. And I wanted to kick us off with a little... It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Everywhere you go. It is it's well it's not really looking a lot like Christmas here in North Texas. The weather has been great. We've had a very mild December. It's been hitting the 70s, the high 60s. There's people walking around in t-shirts in shorts in the middle of the day sure it's a little cool in the mornings but here on the real texas radio podcast we celebrate christmas remember bill o'reilly and the the war on christmas i always got a kick out of that do you really think there was a war on christmas i i loved the segments and you know i I used to i used to really like the bill o'reilly show he had good delivery i think he was a lot better than tucker carlson and i don't even i haven't watched fox news in years i or anybody on cable tv anybody who is on a television screen giving information to me i assume is is a liar and i'll just leave it at that but i wanted to talk about some local stories here in texas a few weeks ago there was a bank robbery in fort worth at a credit union this was on november 27th i believe and you don't really get any money anymore if you rob a bank or i suppose it's been that way for a long time banks do not hold on their premises hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars in cash. I think if you were if you were planning to take out a large sum of cash, which who is doing that anymore, you would have to coordinate that in advance. In fact, I actually know somebody. This is from the Boston area and her stepdad. I knew the stepdad for years, not well or anything, but I used to do Irish dance and... One of the girls who was in the class, her stepfather often would drop her off and pick her up or be in the waiting room. And so I knew the guy. Well, it turns out this is probably 10 years ago now. He actually robbed a number of banks in greater Boston. I'm going to say three or four successful bank robberies over maybe a few weeks, a few months. He was caught and i remember digging and and trying to find out what his sentencing was and i couldn't find that but the other piece that was curious was over three or four bank robberies he only scored i would say less than ten thousand bucks total talk about a risk for less than 10 grand i think he was into drugs that was a speculation there was even speculation he'd stolen from the dance studio there was some cash lying around i i don't know i Cannot verify those facts, but he got a nickname, the bank robber. I I won't get into more details than that. He's probably out of prison now, though, because for bank robbery, and I suppose it all depends on whether it's armed or not. I don't know if he was, I don't think he had a gun, and I don't think he declared a gun. Or, you know, had his finger in his pocket, pretending like he had a gun, because that'll get you armed robbery too, I believe. But he would go up to the teller with a note, and his excuse was, my baby or my young child has been kidnapped, and if I don't come up with this sum of money, my child's life is going to be in jeopardy, or something to that effect. Anyway, he was caught. People still rob banks today. Around that time, I, I would say around 2010, 2008 to 2012, this was a fascinating case. I'm waiting for an HBO show or a Hulu show on this. the geezer bandit out in California. I think he was robbing banks around San Diego and never caught. And I think he even struck twice at at least one of the banks. he the the suspicion is, so I don't know how much money he got. I He he might have gotten a haul. I And I think he robbed like 12 or more banks. Stick him up. This is a robbery. I don't think that they ended up catching this guy. But one of the theories is that this guy going into the bank, he was old. He He appeared old, like really old in his 80s or something like that. But one of the robberies went wrong and they got a die pack into the bag and i guess this guy was going in with his note to the teller was give me the money or i'll murder you and he was not he wasn't playing around he obviously was casing if he was able to rob over a dozen banks but they got a die pack into one of his halls apparently and as soon as he got out in the street the bag, the die pack exploded. So it was basically all ruined with the money. I think he had to abandon it. I don't know. It was all over his clothes. But they caught footage of him running, like running at a level of ability that an 80-year-old shouldn't be able to do. So the theory was that the, this bank robber, the geezer bandit, so-called, was wearing a white mask, Like the mask of a white person. And the theory was that he was a makeup artist or something in Hollywood out in California. And this was all a ruse. But it took them a while to develop that theory. And I don't know that it's true. I don't think this guy has struck in a long time. He probably realized his luck would eventually run out. I I'm going to have to do a little research and every once in a while I'll I'll Google him, see what the geezer bandit is up to if anything. But apparently in Fort Worth at the Credit Union, this was no geezer bandit. This was a 35-year-old man with not much of a criminal record. I think they had him on a misdemeanor for I don't know if it was fraud or robbery. It was a small amount. He served I think a couple of weeks in jail maybe got a fine that was it no felonious history this guy goes into the bank it's obviously all on camera and first he approaches the teller in the bank and he tries to open an account under a false name and he gets rejected for that now in the credit union there is an off-duty sheriff deputy and who who is armed by the way and wearing a bulletproof vest and this is something that you would check out now if if you're gonna rob a bank wouldn't you kind of case the joint to see if there is a security guard or an armed security guard in particular so anyway the thief this 35 year old guy Leland Williams is his name he pulls a gun out and he starts shooting at the bailiff at the sheriff deputy excuse me and he shoots he wounds the deputy even through the bulletproof vest punctured his lung with the bullet this guy almost died the sheriff deputy returned fire multiple times and missed fortunately the thief the the would-be thief the attempted thief bank robber he ends up being caught pretty quickly i think inside of an hour but this is the kicker he gets bail they set bail in tarrant county fort worth at one hundred thousand dollars initially a hundred thousand dollars for attempted bank robbery and shooting a sheriff deputy, almost killing him. Fortunately, the sheriff deputy, he is in recovery now. He's been recovering for a few weeks. But likely, even if he makes a full recovery, I mean, we're talking about probably lifetime consequences health-wise from this event. Horrible. They set the bail at 100 Thousand dollars, which means that the family or whomever cares for this person, if they came up with ten grand, then th- they they could have had him out in the streets again. So right away, I, I I think of Patsy, and do you know who else had attempted bank robbery in her history and also didn't end up getting really any consequences? i'm crazy for o defua the love field shooter remember in 2022 i was there i was in the airport waiting to board a plane by the way at the time when all of a sudden a stampede of passengers at all storm into the terminal porsche o defua took an Uber to Love Field Airport in July 2022 with a gun, and she discharged it in the airport. In her record, she is a complete looney tune. She'd been in the court system. She'd been given leniency. She'd been given outpatient mental health treatment, obviously taxpayer-funded plus a taxpayer-funded lawyer. She'd been given the second chance and the third chance arson, attempted bank robbery, the judge throws her back out into the street, and then she goes and gets a gun. Once again, she was declared incompetent to stand trial. What about the thief at the Dallas Zoo, the adult man who stole rare monkeys out of the zoo, and was possibly connected to several other crimes at the zoo that occurred around the same time frame including murder of a rare bird and cutting open cages of one of the rare cats but anyway what they got him on was the monkeys he was also declared incompetent to stand trial I, i don't know his status nowadays probably out among us he told cops that if he if you let me out i'm going right back to the zoo i'm gonna i'm gonna go steal some more animals Portia Odafua, she gets to run free among us after discharging a firearm at Lovefield Airport. You know, you didn't hear the usual suspects all clamoring for common sense gun legislation after Portia Odafua did you. And you haven't heard any clamoring for common sense gun legislation after this attempted bank robber in Fort Worth nearly killed a sheriff deputy nearly point-blank range he shot this guy so he gets a hundred thousand dollar bail set initially thank god there was outrage at the local level the local politicians were outraged they couldn't believe this guy was getting bail really at all should you be qualifying for bail at all after shooting a sheriff deputy, a member of law enforcement at nearly point-blank range in a bank. So the bail was raised to a million dollars. I have no idea about the financial means of this gentleman or his family. Presumably, you don't have much if you're robbing a bank. Presumably, if you're crazy enough to do that, and, and you have to be crazy, right? You go into a bank where you know there's a cop, basically, armed, and you still think you're going to successfully rob the bank anyway without any intervention. So God only knows. But a- anyway, hopefully ho- hopefully this guy is off the streets for a long time. He's getting a capital attempted murder charge. But I, I just gave you two examples, including one that involved a firearm. Thank God nobody was killed at Love Field. And Portia Odafua, she herself survived. The There was a cop right there. The cop uh, fired bullets into Portia Odafua, non-life-threatening. I think she was shot in the legs. And yeah, eventually she was just, they they just let her go. They, they gave her up to 30 days, more mental health treatment so-called that she was going to skip out on she'd already skipped out on the mental health treatment before I, i just don't get it you know how often have you heard the yarn about the united states has a love relationship with incarceration and the pipeline to prison and all we do is disproportionately punish people especially those on the fringes socioeconomically i just gave you two examples i I just gave you three examples right there of the leniency of three very serious crimes and two of the people that i just mentioned portia odafua and this attempted bank robber in fort worth although he had a misdemeanor they but they had a criminal record in what other country would this be tolerated that you you can go into a bank and you shoot a cop almost to death in the process of trying to rob the bank and the government gives you the opportunity to get out of jail by posting 10 grand, which I don't know what you could put up for collateral for that, a mortgage right people do that or a car or other personal property it's complete insanity but all you have to do now and i i looked all over the i looked at different stories from different reporting outlets on this bank robber in fort worth mr leland williams i believe i, I was looking for his a little bit of biography the key words mental health struggles with mental health you know it's coming you you already know it's coming whoever his lawyer is let's face it he's likely going to be getting a public defender you know the mental health yarn will be spun in that courtroom that's all you have to say now it's the get out of jail get out of trouble get out of responsibility get out of work get out of everything the mental health you know it was COVID back in 2020 all you had to do was say COVID, and nobody could force you to do anything nobody could tell you to go to work nobody could tell you you had to pay a bill nobody could tell you that you had to go to school nobody could tell you anything and that was such a wonderful scenario for so many for millions of people They didn't want that to go away. So now we just swapped out the COVID with mental health, mental health. Everybody has mental health problems. We know how many people signed up for mental health psychiatric drugs during the COVID online. The ADHD medication, that was the biggest one getting pumped out. All of these Silicon Valley execs who worked at all of the the big name tech companies you you know them they went out with their own startups and they took merciless advantage of the relaxation of prescription drug policy and they were signing people up for prescriptions for ADHD medication after a 2 minute meeting over zoom with a, a doctor so called a clinician so called and, and just forci- forcing these clinicians to just keep pumping drugs and scripts. And it didn't matter if you were in the same state. Didn't matter if you ever laid eyes on the person before. A complete disaster. But d- you read about these stories of the drug shortages. I can't even believe it. I can't even imagine needing a prescription drug or an over-the-counter drug as a part of my daily life. I know that tens of millions of Americans do. I know that that's, that's the goal. One of the big goals of the pharmaceutical industry is to make sure that everybody is a customer, a returning customer, a customer with a number of different products. And, and the psychiatric drugs, that's one of the biggest product categories they're pushing. Anyway, I, I know I'm going off on a tangent here. I have no idea what this guy is mentally I'm, I'm making a lot of assumptions if you go into a bank today in 2023 that whether or not you've cased it but this guy clearly didn't if he didn't realize that there was going to be a cop there or maybe he's such a druggie or not he didn't care he didn't have anything to lose moving right along i want to talk about the short-term rental ban in dallas which was supposed to start to be enforced, I believe, around December 13th, 2023. Short-term rentals, which most people understand that to be synonymous with Airbnb or Verbo VRBO, the other competitor. But Airbnb, right? We, we've, we've heard the horror stories. We've stayed in Airbnbs ourselves, most likely if you're listening. And Airbnb started out as just renting a room in your house ordinary Americans who are just trying to pick up a little bit of side income renting out a room on occasion to take some slack off the bill so that way Joe Biden can send you a 1099 and confiscate even more of even more of your pittance that you earn and ignore all the billionaires that they they talk about all the time but don't actually do anything about when, why would you, when when there's a much easier class of people who aren't going to rise up because they care more about abortion and uh, transgender genitals than they do about getting a 1099 that they shouldn't be getting, that they don't deserve. Like other cities in Texas, including Arlington and cities around the country, they've put into effect all kinds of rules around Airbnb. Usually, because there are some bad actors, a party house, a house in the neighborhood gets the reputation as the club. The you know there's a security guard posted outside the door. Somebody brings a gun, right, and and ruins it for everybody. Just just like everything, one or two bad actors ruin it for everybody. I happen to think that most people doing Airbnb, it's probably fine, but there's definitely a plurality of bad actors or people who are negligent or less than vigilant. And so Dallas instituted a short-term ban in certain neighborhoods, the single family neighborhoods. I didn't have that much skin in the game, to be honest. I do I I do list on Airbnb, but I do not do short-term rentals. I don't do anything under 30 days. You have to pay taxes directly to the city if you do that. That's one reason. But it's also most of the condo buildings, they've already established their own rules around renting restrictions. So it's not an option. And you know what? I don't like to do it anyway because you get such a headache from the weekenders. You get such a headache from the short-term people. The first thing they do is lose keys. They you know, one hair on the floor and the the review is in the toilet. And so, you know what? I, I just rather not deal with them at all. But in these single family neighborhoods, you know, especially the real estate, obviously has skyrocketed. And so an investor will get in there and buy a house and they put it on Airbnb because renting a property like that to just a traditional renter a family you're not going to be able to command a premium like you like you would be able to in one of these very desirable convenient neighborhoods and there aren't there aren't so many of those in Dallas most of the really desirable neighborhoods a lot of them are condo buildings and mixed use and commercial in any case it took years for the Dallas City Council to take action they Dragged their feet. I suspect that many of them were beholden to Airbnb. They kicked the can down the road for as long as possible. They passed finally some regulations after the election in May of 2023 that were supposed to go into effect in December. And somebody sued a host, a local host in Dallas sued, and the Case was heard, or the argument was heard before a judge here, local Judge Purdy, I believe is her last name, Judge Purdy. And she has decided to put, what do you call it, an injunction? Or she's decided to put a hold on the implementation of the short-term rental ban until a bench trial takes place. She set that for June of 2024. So very Interesting, I think. I've been ranting here for about 25 minutes. I think I'm going to wrap it up. Thank you very much. I am Bronan. You are listening to the Real Texas Radio podcast. Like, subscribe, follow. Tell everybody you know to listen, and make sure you check me out on the next episode over the Christmas hiatus when many podcasts and radio programs and other content take their holiday break i will be pumping out new content so if you are looking for some new content to listen to if you're traveling over the christmas and new year's holidays then please keep the real texas radio podcast in mind